Hallelujah. Are you all ready for the word? Praise God. Open up your Bibles. Go to Mark chapter 11. It says, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Say, I will have whatever I say. Again, I will have whatever I say. Now, if you look at the top part of verse 23, it says, for surely, I, for surely, in other words, Jesus is saying, this is certain. There's no false, there's nothing, there's nothing weak in this statement. Jesus said, for surely I say to who? To you. Whoever. Whoever. You are a whoever. You qualify for this blessing. You qualify to be able to operate this word by faith. Say whoever. So you are whoever. You are whoever. And then the word of God says, you will have whatever. Say, I will have whatever. So Jesus is not putting a restriction. He's not saying you will only have things that the Holy Spirit tells you about. Or you only have things that the pastor speaks to you about. Or you only have things that you have this big old vision with, from angels and they showed you something. It says, whatever. This is an open check to receive. Amen. It says, he will have whatever he says. Not what you think. Not what you hope. Whatever you say. So you have to talk. You have to speak it out. You can't expect God just to read your mind. Faith does not work that way. You have to speak whatever you desire to happen. Amen. Amen. And when you speak, you are making a confession. Everybody say confession. And this is very important because I, wanna, I want you to understand how to have a good confession. Uh, confession is something that we hear a lot in, in the courts. He confessed to the crime. Or he gave us a confession or a testimony of something he did or something saw, something he believes. That's what a confession is. A confession doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Just because somebody confessed to doing something or confessed to saying something or hearing something or doing, you know, doesn't mean that what they're confessing to is true. It's just in their eyes and in their mind and in their speech, they believe it's true. So a confession, what is a confession? It's to own and to admit as true and admit as true. I, we might have both have the same experience. We might go eat food at a restaurant, eat the same dish, and you look at me and say, this is the greatest meal I ever eaten in my life. 
And I'll look at you and I'll say, that was horrible. To you, your confession is, this is a wonderful meal. To me, I ain't going there again. So a confession is what you, whatever you say or you own or admit as true. Amen? Does that make sense? And just because you say it does not mean it's true. When you say it, you're declaring that to you it is true. And so here's the question. Are you speaking lies or are you speaking truth? Are you using your faith to receive things that God wants to bless you with and are rooted in the word of God? Or are you just hoping something will happen? There are a lot of people that have no relationship with God. And they go through something, immediately they try to think that, they try to act like they have a relationship. So they start asking, they start saying, yeah, God's going to see us through. What makes you so sure that God's going to see you through? What basis of your faith that, believe, that, that you are believing and standing upon that, will, that, will, that you could say that God will help you? Are you a believer? Is Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? Have you humbled yourself before God? Have you been bought with the blood of the Lamb? Are you claiming a kingdom reward but you've never entered into the kingdom? So just because you think, oh, oh God will help me. Which God are you hoping he will help you? Because, you know, Jesus said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I knew you not. Does God know you? So just because you're making a confession of something that you want because you are in need does not mean that you're going to have your confession because you might be speaking untruths. The promises of God are for the believers. You could be talking a bunch of things, but if you don't believe, if you have no relationship with God, if you're not bought with the blood of the Lamb, what makes you think you'll stand at the in front of the judgment seat? What makes you think that you'd be saved if you never humbled yourself and received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Hello? And so I, I want to sh share this because there's a lot of people that are saying stuff, but they, they, they're, 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 the things that they're saying is not rooted in truth. Even Christians are confessing things that do not belong to them according to the word of God. Today's message is about having a good confession. A good confession. When you have given your life to God, you're coming out of the old way of living in death, and now you're living by faith. You're no longer operating and living by what you feel or what you see. But you're now living according to the word of God, and the word of God becomes a truth in your heart so that the things that you speak, it's spoken in truth. It's a true confession. Amen. But a person that lives in the old way is a person that lives according to what they feel, according to their history of brokenness. I was watching a show the other day. And the actor in the show, uh, the person on the show, every, it was actually a reality show. Everything that they said was curses. You 
blankety blank, you blankety blank. This is a bunch of blanket, just everything that they had was curses. And there was nothing good coming out of their mouth. Even when something good happened, they would say, that is blank. That is the blank. I'm just everything. And, and, and you already added the blanks, didn't you? You already added some words. But you know what I'm talking about. Everything coming out of their, their mouth is curses. They just speak curse upon curse upon curse. And if they were to, to have the power to receive whatever they say, their life and everyone around them would be dead already. Because they cursed their city, they cursed their body, they cursed their family, they cursed their children, they cursed their finances, they cursed their future because they're living in a curse. So whatever's coming out of their, out of their, their mouth, it's because what's in their heart is, being, is showing. And so thank God in his mercy that their faith has not been electrified. That they don't know what it is to live by faith yet. Because if, they, if I were to start speaking curses, things are going to be cursed. I shared this testimony when my father and my mother started grabbing a hold of the word of faith. My brother was working at a club. And it was a, it was a you know, secular club. And my parents didn't want him in there. He had, he had run away from the house and my parents wanted him to come home. And so they went and they parked themselves during the day in the parking lot of the, of the club and they commanded that club to burn down in Jesus' name. A couple weeks later, that club burned down. My brother comes home broke, jobless. He walks in the door in the house and he looks at my mother. You, you're the ones that burned it down. You're the ones that spoke about it being burned down. When I drive down the highway and I see, I see things that shouldn't be there, I'm ready to look at them. I command those things to burn down in the name of Jesus. I'm cursing the things that, that should not be in our land. I might not be responsible for all the land, but I'm responsible for this land. And if there's a place that's a worker of unrighteousness that breaks marriages and destroys family and destroys wealth, I curse it in the name of Jesus. And I expect those places to close. I will have whatever I say. Same thing with the things that I want God to bless. I bless the things that God wants me to bless. And I curse the things that God wants me to curse. Amen. It is my confession. But my confession is rooted in truth. It's, I'm not just speaking words. I'm speaking the truth. And because I'm speaking the truth, in faith, those things has to have to happen. Amen. I, I want to I just share this with you because there, there, is, there is things that God wants you to be able to, to begin to speak so that you can see them come to pass. In Proverbs 21, verse 18, it says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. I want you to read the consequences of good things. I don't want you to read the consequences because you haven't learned to tame your tongue. There's life and death in the power of your tongue. And so if you're speaking things of, of faith and hope, things to grow and things to bless, you will reap the harvest of that. 
But if you're speaking things of negativity and death and destruction, you will reap the harvest of that. I minister to people all over the world. And one of the greatest wounds that I, I minister to that of people that are seeking God's healing and God's freedom was the wounds that were placed in their heart by their parents because they said something negative to them. They did things negative to them. And so those wounds are so fresh. They remember those words when their father cursed them. I mean, it's one thing to be, to, you know, someone liking you and someone saying something negative. But when your own flesh and blood, the one that's supposed to love you, the one that's supposed to cherish you as a gift from God is cursing you. And they, they hold on to that, that curse upon their life. They have to begin to see themselves that they've been bought with the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. And they have a heavenly father now that's, that, that, that has set them free from every curse. Amen. And so if you see how these words affect them from a childhood all through their life, how powerful it is if we were to grab a hold of our faith and speak words of life instead of words of death. I like to say this, if one person under the control of the devil can cause so much pain and so much hurt in others, how much can one person under the control of the Holy Spirit can bring so much peace and so much life and so much joy? I believe that you're that man, you're that woman in Jesus' name that's going to be a blessing to this community, a blessing to nations in Jesus' name. And so our confession has to be rooted in truth. I will not hurt myself. By speaking things that are untrue, that I have no, I, there's no truth to what I'm saying. I have to know the truth, and then I have to begin to speak the truth. And the Bible says the truth will set you free. If I don't have truth behind my confession, I'm speaking a bad confession. Tell your neighbor, don't speak a bad confession. Can I come down there a little bit? Hallelujah. God wants to give you a good confession. He wants to give you a good confession where, where your, your vocabulary changes. Where your vocabulary changes. Where instead of cursing things, you're going to bless things. Instead of speaking death, you're going to speak life. Where you're going to start seeing things change and things happen, things begin to grow. That even your body will change because instead of cursing your body, you're going to be speaking healing and wholeness over yourself. Your peace is going to go to another level because you're going to have so much peace because you're speaking his truth over every situation. Say a good confession. Go to Luke chapter 6. And uh, in the in, on our website, we have a section called Relive. So if you ever want to know the scriptures... Uh, of what we preached and, and see the video and hear the message, go to our website, faithpleasegod.com, relive, and all my notes are there. Amen. In Luke chapter 6, verse 43, it says, A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Think about that. 
when you have someone that's speaking curses all the time, they're revealing their heart to you. How many of you have friends or know people that all they do is just curse, 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 always speaking negative things, always, always speaking things that, that you don't want your children to speak? How many of you have those friends? Let me see your hands. All they're doing is they're showing you their heart. It's not just their words. It's who they, they have become. Because the words that they speak are rooted in their heart. It is, it, the, the, the words, listen to this, words are fruit of the tree that's in your heart. That's all they are. They're fruit. That's why, that's why you, you get a guy and, and, and he meets a, a girl and they get googly eyes and they're like, you know, feeling butterflies and everything. And, and, and they're like, oh, I think you're pretty. <laughs> something rooted inside of him. It's, he's, he's speaking not just a desire at the moment. It's something that he's been thinking about over and over and over and over. You know, how many times they say, I, I, I can't get my mind off of you. I've just been thinking about you. Well, their confession of beauty and the confession of love and the confession, all those things are coming out of words. Those words are just the, the harvest of the tree of, of their heart. But you get that same person that's always speaking curses to you, always, and then they try to turn it around. They say, I say it to you because I'm trying to help you. No, you're saying it because you're evil. I'm not judging your words. I'm, ju I'm judging the fruit of your heart. And the fruit of your heart is showing evil in your heart. You know, that's why it's so idiotic for you to hear someone tell you something and for you to think another thing. It's so idiotic when you have somebody telling you curses and then you try to think the best and say it's a blessing. And then you get disappointed because it didn't turn out to a blessing. Look at the heart, bro. If the heart is bad, if the fruits of their words are coming out bad, you're not going to get, it's not going to become sweet all at once. Because they need a heart transplant. If the heart is wicked, everything coming out of them is going to be wicked. And understand this, if they're, everything they're speaking is wicked, everything they're doing is wicked too. You just don't see it. Amen? I mean, if you get around somebody that's talking about stealing from somebody else, why would you want to do business with that person? Because the same thing they did for other person. Oh, because you're special? No, it's because their heart is wicked. They only have one fruit, and it comes out over and over and over again. Amen? Amen. You know, I, th I think we just need to start believing people when they say stuff. Instead of trying to, to cover up their, their brokenness by, by, you know, thinking the best. Listen, we love them. We think the best. But we don't let them hurt us because they are living in brokenness. Amen. Go to Ezekiel chapter 36. I want to ask the worship team to come on up to the altar.
In Ezekiel 36, verse 26, it says, I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out the stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. That's what Jesus will do for every person that comes to him in, in the love of Christ. He will take out the stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. He'll take out that bad heart with the bad fruit, and he'll put a new heart in you that will produce good fruit. A person that doesn't know God, but then they come to the Lord, they'll get a heart transplant one time in salvation. Amen. And because of salvation, their life changes. Now, before, they were, they were, they were trying to do their best because they were trying to get from others. But when they've received the Savior, Jesus Christ, they're no longer trying to save themselves. So now everything that they're doing, you know, they're trying to give away the things that God has given them. So they start talking different. Instead of cursing, they start blessing. Instead of being in fear and anxiety, they start being in hope and faith. They start getting hungry for the things of God. And the things of God begin to change their thoughts and change their minds and their words begin to change. The word of the Lord becomes rooted inside their heart so that the words that's spoken from their mouth are words of faith and hope and love instead of death and destruction. Because of a heart change. The new heart. That's why the Bible says do not forsake the gathering of the saints. It's important you come to church because there's some things that need to change uh, in your life that only the word can change. The Bible says that we need the renewing of the mind. When we hear the word of God, our mind is renewed. In other words, our heart becomes renewed. Instead of speaking fear, we speak faith. We speak hope. We speak strength. We speak victory. When our mind is renewed by the word of God, when we hear the, a bad report of a doctor that says that you are sick the word of God starts shouting and says by the stripes of Jesus you are healed and you start to confess I am healed in the name of Jesus and as I begin to confess my healing by the truth of the word of God Isaiah 53 5 and by his stripes we are healed I start confessing those things in faith and I will have whatever I say because now my word is rooted in truth. You can build on truth. When I'm facing a situation where it looks like there's no way for me to provide for myself, I could grab a hold of the word of God that says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And I could begin to declare, my God shall supply for me according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But pastor, it's a lot of money that is owed. My God owns a lot of money. He has a lot of wealth. And my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. My confession is rooted according to the truth. When I hear negatives that, that try to destroy me, and they keep on telling me the same thing, the same thing, I could look at them and say, that's a lie. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. When I'm going through something negative, and I'm thinking, man, why do I have to go through this? This hurts. This is tough. I can grab a hold of the word and begin to confess it. 
somehow, some way, God's going to turn around to a blessing. All things work together for my good. This is the way your confession should be. But pastor, I don't know what to say. Start hearing the word of God. Get your mind renewed, bro. You're working too hard trying to build a life. You're doing your best, but you're being defeated over and over. That's where salvation comes. Let Jesus save you. And the promise of Jesus Christ is he's going to give you life in abundance. And there's more life than you can even imagine. Pastor, I can't make my marriage work. Come to Jesus. Let him heal your marriage. I can't, I can't get out of this addiction. Surrender to God. His word says you could do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You could begin to confess, I can do this through Christ who strengthens me. I haven't been able to lose weight. If you begin to confess over your life, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And begin to declare that you will lose weight in Jesus' name, that you will eat right and you will exercise and you will do what's right to get what you desire. He will help you. But if you're confessing, no, I, I never, I'm never going to lose weight. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to be healthy. I'm never going to be blessed. My, my business never is going to prosper. Stop talking like you don't have a father. Stop speaking like you don't have a savior. Speak the truth. Don't speak frustration. Don't speak lies. The devil is a liar. He will... Because he can't steal your blessing, but he can keep you from accepting it. He can't steal your blessing, but he can keep you from accepting it. By trying to weaken your faith. And then you begin to come speak the lies of the devil. Instead of the truth of the word of God. You hear the word. You store it up in your heart. So that when the test comes, when the trials come. The word is what flows out of your lips. Say, I have the victory in Jesus' name. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We get bad news all the time. But we change that bad news. Because we received the good news already, Jesus Christ. Amen. When, when we became, when we first started in the ministry, we, I've shared this testimony, but we had bills and finances that were needed. We didn't have the, the strength. I mean, we couldn't sell things. We couldn't borrow things. We couldn't, I mean, there was no way. And everything would have ended right then and there. But my confession was we were going to put it in the hands of the anointing, and the anointing is going to take care of us. And I, I went to God and I said, God, you made me pastor. I'll be ready to preach your gospel. I will preach your word. I will do my job. But you are my source, my supply. You are the one that provides for me. I expect you to do yours. I didn't worry. I didn't stress. I wasn't crying day and night. Matter of fact, I would just raise up the worship music and just get lost in the presence of God. 
just soaking up God. I didn't cry about it. I didn't tell anybody about it. I, I mean, nobody could do anything for me. I needed a miracle. And I already gave it all to God. So after you give it all to God, the Bible says stand. I was just standing, honoring God, following his ways. I didn't know what he was going to do. But I wasn't going to give up on my hope. I wasn't going to change my confession. I wasn't going to walk around speaking death when Jesus is inside me. And he's alive. And he makes us alive. And by the time we needed it, a miracle came in. And God supplied more than enough. He took care of a whole year in one day. That's our God. He'll do it again. He will 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 do it again. That's our God. He will do it again. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. But you have to begin to walk by faith. Get your mouth in order. If you know that, listen, the Holy Spirit will teach you. He's so good. As soon as you speak, as soon as you speak death, there's something on the inside that will say, uh. As soon as you speak something that's negative, that's not of God, there's going to be something on the inside. The Spirit of God's going to be like, no, don't say that. And just follow. Don't try to defend your words. No, just, uh, Father, I, I repent. I'm, I shouldn't be saying that. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So be careful what you let in your heart. Like I said, coming to church, you hear the word, you hear faith. I don't understand why people want church to be short. The reason I don't understand it is because the Spirit of God is here. I can understand churches where the Spirit of God's not moving. Yeah, get me out of there quick. But just a little bit of the glory of God is going to hit this place and you're going to have an encounter with God. Some of you are having an encounter with God right where you're at. I can't get enough of God. I'm, matter of fact, we're going from here. We're going to McAllen tonight because we want more of God. Amen. And so you just kind of get lost with God and let God comfort you. Let God heal you. Let God restore you in his presence. He reaffirms his word inside of you. But just like coming and spending time in the presence of God, your mind and your heart and your life is being changed because we're just covering you with the glory of God, covering you with the truth of the word of God. We're speaking over you. It's the same way in the world if you find yourself in places that you shouldn't be. If you hang around dogs, you're going to get fleas. Amen. I know we got the worship music on, but I got to tell you one more story. Can I tell you one more story? Normally they play worship music when we're closing, you know. I got like 30,000 closings, so. Amen. Sometimes I close with music, sometimes I don't. When I was a kid. I lived on Reagan Street in San Mateo, Texas. And uh, I must have been about, maybe about eight years old. And my, my sister Julie had a best friend named Trisha, and she was our neighbor. And Trisha was at the house. And uh, I like to scare people. When you're bored, you do stuff like that. And I was, I was an energetic kid, and, and so, I was hiding behind the door, waiting for my sister Julie to pass me by, and then I was going to jump out and go, bah, and scare her, see her jump. 
So I'm hiding behind the door. And Julie's friend, Trisha, saw me. And she said, watch out, Julie. Kevin's hiding. My sister saw me. She didn't get scared. I looked at Trisha. I was angry. My mother was there. I looked at Trisha. I'm eight years old. I said, you, you, you. It was like slow motion coming out of my mouth. I see Trisha's eyes get big in slow motion. My sister's eyes get big in slow motion. My mother, there was an anointing that hit her hand. And she pulled out the chancla out of nowhere. I don't even think she had chanclas. It was like Thor's hammer. She grabbed me. And I, there was a wailing and a, a gnashing of teeth that went on down there. I got spanked so hard. And there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. Why did I say that? Because I was always hanging around the schoolyard and all the kids so, said those things. And so it was just normal for me to curse that way because I was just doing what everybody else did. Amen. Your confession will change when you hang around the right people. And... If you, your confession changes, that means your direction changes. And that means you will begin to possess the things that you say. How many of you want long life? You will possess the things that you say. How many of you want God's continual blessing upon your life? You will possess the things that you say. How many of you want to see this valley change for the glory of God? You will possess the things you say when they're rooted in truth. Out of abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. Hallelujah.